This is the Hog Kong Football Okay, this is the Hong Kong Football Podcast coming to you from Kowloon, Hong Kong in a week in which, in the new territories under lovely weather, Taipo and Easton come together, Dudu winning it with an early header. As the title race gets boring, Kichi make it foreign, two South Koreans get in on the scoring, and Pegasus still number two, making RNF feel blue with a worldy from Mr. Wu. We are still Hong Kong's premier weekly English language local football podcast and we've got a lot to talk about this week. Most notably, a great weekend of action in the Hong Kong Premier League, including that big win for Tai Po before we look ahead to Kichi's massive match in the AFC Champions League on Wednesday and the FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. My name, as always, is James Legg and I'm not joined this week, I'm afraid to say, by Tobias Dusa. Toby is enjoying his holiday, his Easter holiday in Japan. So, greetings to him. Konnichiwa. Anyway, I was at Taipo this weekend. Taipo, they beat Eastern 1-0 on Easter Monday. Good turnout for this match in a lovely day in the eastern end of the New Territories. More than 1,000 people in attendance for this battle for third place. Taipo had started the weekend in that position, but knew that if Easton beat them, they could leapfrog them. Taipo, of course, still in the hunt for second place and a possible AFC Cup spot for next season. The Greens were bolstered by the return of Sean Sayre after a season hampered by injury. He started in defensive midfield and looked pretty good too. Wang Wai and Igor Sartori were, as usual, the double false nines with Dudu and Leung Kun Chung in central midfield. Typo, we're just classic typo in the first half, like a graceful ballerina with a tendency to fall flat on her face every 10 minutes. There was the usual ramshackle defending, Eduardo Preas and Dudu getting in a bit of a mess and letting Manuel Blader through on goal. Luckily, they were saved by their goalie, Lee Hon Ho. They did the same again a little later, Chak Ting Fung losing the ball to Blader, but this time the Spaniard hit his shot over the bar. But they were 1-0 up. After 22 minutes, the aforementioned Dudu rising unopposed to head in an Igor Sartori corner right into the top bin. Nice header. And that was that, really. Both sides seemed pretty happy with the 1-0. Eastern weren't pushing much. And Taipo, despite their possession advantage, didn't seem too keen to add to their goal tally. Leung Kun Chung had to go off injured towards the end of the first half and was replaced by the striker Yun Chun Singh. So that affected their shape quite a lot. Easton did send on Zhu Dushui at half-time for Wang Ji-ho, who hadn't had a great game, and Zhu added a little dynamism from fullback. There was a flurry of excitement in the last five minutes or so as Easton went for it, sending centre-back Clayton Afonso up top to provide more of a target. But 1-0 it ended, much to the delight of the local crowd. So, three matches to go. Taipo were almost certain to finish at least third. That win gave them a six-point march on Easton, and they've beaten them twice this season, which helps as regards head-to-head records. They're still five points behind second-place Pegasus, but the Flying Horsemen still need to play Kichi on the 13th of April and have to travel to Taipo Sports Ground to play their rivals on the last game of the season in what could be a really great match. They might be raising the red flag 
over that stadium for the last game of the season. Speaking of Pegasus, they also won this weekend away at Guangzhou RNF. 3-1, the score at the Yanzigang Stadium. Muhammad Awal opened the scoring on 14 minutes. Then in the second half, Wu Chunming scored a delightful long-range shot, curling the ball into the top right-hand corner from just under 30 yards. There was still time for Travis Major to get his 13th league goal of the season, his 11th in his past 10 league matches. And Lee Roy, who's back in the HKPL RNF team, scored in the last few minutes to make the scoreline a little bit more respectable, but RNF still not doing too well. That win for Pegasus meant that Kichi would not be lifting the Premier League trophy at the weekend. But the reigning champions did continue their march to an inevitable title win and quite possibly an unbeaten season, beating Dreams 4-1 in Qingyi. It was actually 3-1 to Kichi by only the 20th minute of this match. Christian Vadoc blasted in off the bar from a Jared Lum cutback for his 8th goal of the season. Then Sandro headed in off a of Fernando Cross for his 10th. And then there were two goals from South Koreans. The first from Yoon Dong-hun for Dreams, making it 2-1. But then Yoon's compatriot, Kim Dong-jin, who started for Kichi in place of the injured Helio, headed in off a Lum corner to make it 3-1. I wonder if that's the first time we've had goals for both sides from South Koreans in the Hong Kong Premier League, maybe even ever in Hong Kong. It can't happen too often. Later on, Paulino made it 4-1, mopping up a spill from Dreams keeper To Chung Kyo, who had started in place of the usual number one, Tega Wing. That's seven league defeats in a row for Dreams, whose bright start to the season has <laughs> dulled somewhat. They're down there in ninth. For Kichi, on the other hand, that's six wins in a row. They're still unbeaten this season. They're top eight points ahead of Pegasus, who are their next Premier League opponents on 13th of April. If Kichi win that match at the Moncock Stadium, they will be champions. And who bet against it at the moment? Okay, so what else happened this weekend? Southern beat Rangers 3-1 at Shamshu Po. Rangers didn't look great in this game. Goals from set plays for Roberto Fronza and Wellington D'Souza. Leungji Chun added a third late on with his First goal of the season. Southern stay up in fifth. Rangers are, of course, bottom. And finally, Yoon Long beat Lee Mann 1-0. The brilliantly named Everton Camargo scoring in the second half. That's five games unbeaten in the league for the men in orange, whose season has really picked up in the second half. They're sixth. The Hong Kong Football Podcast comes out every Wednesday. You can make sure you never miss our latest show, by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Okay, so big match coming up on Wednesday night. Kichi going up against Tianjin Chuanjian of mainland China in the AFC Champions League. Tickets are sold out for this one, so it'll be a full house at the spiritual home of Hong Kong football, the Mongkok Stadium. I think we can expect a fiery local welcome for the men from north of the border. Kichi will be without their usual top man in defence in Helio. He picked up an injury playing for Hong Kong against North Korea, so presumably Nando will come in to join Kim Bong Jin and Tong Kin Man in defence. Key man Huang Yang has been missing for a while. He missed that game for the national side against North Korea as well as the last match against Kashiwa Reysol in the group stage for Kichi. 
He was estimated to be back by April and Lingai Hoi, who took that position next to Vadoc in holding midfield for that Kashiwa match, wasn't brilliant. So maybe Alex Chu will be glad to have Huang back in contention. And he's been one of Kichi's key players for several seasons now. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's rushed back for this game. After that massive 1-0 win over Kashiwa Reysol last time out, and after generally easing themselves into the competition so far, Kichi can be relatively confident, I think, of a good showing in their final home match in the Asian Champions League. Of course, they lost 3-0 away in Tianjin, but that was the first match of the group stage and Kichi's first ever Asia Champions League match. So that was always going to be tough. They'll be on home turf this time in Mong Kok rather than playing at the Hong Kong Stadium. And as such, they'll be on a smaller pitch, which could aid a defensive performance. But what of their opponents, Tianjin? Well, joining me on the line is Jonathan White, friend of the podcast and a writer on Chinese football. Johnny, I think I've blocked out all of the memories from Kichi's away match in Tianjin. So remind me, who are these guys? Who are Tianjin Chuanjin? Um, Okay, where to start? Uh, Tianjin Chuanjin, um, they're owned by a pharmaceutical giant, um, which is not unusual for the Chinese Super League. Um, that's not to say that it isn't a source of controversy, the new money. In particular, you know, Tianjin Teda, their domestic rivals, their city rivals, consider their uh, their insoles to be not so sweet-smelling, if you will. There is a, a whiff of new money around them, and they don't like that. What Chuanjian have done is come in and throw money at what was a second-tier side, and they got them up to the top tier quite quickly. They employed Fabio Cannavaro uh, after... He was um, dismissed from his very brief stint the first time around as Guangzhou Evergrande manager. And then they threw money at uh, Axel Witzel, who they coaxed over from uh, Russian League. Uh, they got Alex Pato, who, you know, former golden boy, was expected to be one of the best players in Brazil, uh, one of the best players for Brazil. Um, and he never really kicked on after his uh, Milan um, career. And then he sort of dropped out in the same way that a lot of players have done in Europe. Villarreal, which worked out for uh, Kitchi's Diego Forlan, of course. But having said that, you know, much more was expected of Pato. Pato is key to their plans. He's also someone who has embraced uh, living in China, probably more so than uh, any other foreigner bar, Stefan Marbury or perhaps Darko Matic. Um, he's very, very keen on this. He's using Weibo. He's uh, diving into making Jenbing, Tianjin delicacy. He's he's doing all of that, but he's one of the star players. The other man, of course, is uh, Anthony Modest, a player who isn't so much rebuilding his career in China as trying to make it. He was uh, he was a good player at Fortuna Cologne. He came here on what was a loan deal. Those three foreigners are absolutely key. Uh, the other man who's key is the manager, Paulo Souza, uh, former European Cup winner as a player, Portuguese. He has come in to replace Cannavaro. He's done a solid job to start with. He got them through the playoff round and got them into the Champions League. That was the first thing. It was a fairly solid start. You know, they beat Kitchi. That's good. The league hasn't gone so well for them in the last couple of games. 
they lost the Tianjin Derby, which was okay. It, it's a derby; anything can happen. Sure. But they were the favourites, despite being the new boys, despite only being in the, Cham- the Chinese Super League for one season. They finished fourth last season. They picked Guangzhou RNF to that last spot. And they were the team of the season. There was a reason Cannavaro was given the Manager of the Year title, because he did something at Tranjian that he wasn't capable of doing uh, Evergrande the first time that he wasn't expected to do with a team that had just come up albeit as champions but a team that had just come up from League One they went all the way to the Champions League which is you know that, that's great considering the other teams that are uh, already trying to uh, get a place in the Champions League so Sosa has come in he's, he's done an alright job it's not amazing so far but the fickle nature of Chinese football is such that if he doesn't get a result against Kitchi because he lost the Tianjin derby, because they then, after the international break, they played Guangzhou Evergrande at home, they saw Ricardo Goulart miss a penalty, they then saw Evergrande down to 10 men when Allen was sent off, and then they conspire to lose to a Gaolin goal. These are not great results. If they don't follow this up with a, uh, a result against Kitchi on Wednesday night, this could be problematic for Souza. It could be problematic for some of the players there. Um, we'll see. And they're a big team in, in the China Super League. Are they likely to bring much of a following to Hong Kong? I will get crucified for this amongst other people. The away fan culture in China is burgeoning, to be fair. There are some teams who do really well. Uh, Chuanjian is a new team. They're not as established as other teams within the league. Their support in general is not as established as other teams in the league. And for that reason, you know, they will probably struggle to fill their allocation. Travel-wise is another thing. As I saw on Twitter, tickets were available in the away end uh, recently, whereas the home end was sold out, so that indicates that the away following will be massive. Those who do come, uh, they could well be from Hong Kong or, you know, be working away in the likes of Shenzhen or Guangzhou uh, and come over. Uh, one thing that will affect the away following and probably bump it up a little bit, even though not so massive numbers, is the fact that it is Big Brother against Little Brother albeit both Champions League debutants. So, yeah, I expect the away end to be full. I also expect it to be full with a lot of people who probably aren't diehard uh, Transgen fans. Mm. Well, they are likely to get a fiery welcome at the Mongkok sellout, as we know. Do you imagine that this heightened atmosphere in the air is likely to help or hinder Kitchi's chances? Football-specific stadia is not really the done thing in China. So, you know, footballers in the mainland are not used to uh, something as tight as Mong Kok. There might only be four, five, six thousand people in there. But a lot of them will want the visitors to lose. And that is going to have an effect on it. You know, if anything, it's going to be uh, more 
dramatic effect in uh, the Hong Kong Stadium in the last game where they managed to win. And the atmosphere there was very good. And given how they've done so far in the competition, they've had improved performances and then improved results. How do you fancy Kichi's chances of adding to those three points they got against Kashio Reysol? Honestly, uh, I quite fancy it. Like, I didn't on paper when I saw the groups. You know, I thought that it was going to be a bad run for Kitchi. I thought they were going to probably get humped uh, in each and every game. But for one reason or another, there's there's been a lot of things to be positive about. Uh, the game against Tianjin away, you know, you look at the stats for that, it wasn't as bad as uh, actually watching it. Uh, that didn't work out, but it was a learning curve. They developed, as as the coach said. You know, he's seen improvement every game, and you know that started with the first game, changing away. Okay, Kitchi didn't have a shot on target in that, but they've they've progressed. The highlight, of course, being the most recent game. Um, that game could have gone very differently, but it didn't. Like that's sort of the beauty of the AFC Champions League in a way that you don't really get that with uh, a lot of. Uh, other competitions, the European Champions League being a case in point. Like, ordinarily, everything goes as you expect there, but not necessarily in uh, in the AFC Champions League. So, yeah, this is the best chance for Kitchi to add more. Uh, could it be three points? Why not? All they have to do is face a misfiring side. And if, if Tianjin don't get their act together, if Kitchi have a bit of a blinder at the back. If the keeper can pull off a couple of saves, if you know chances don't fall as cleanly as possible, if the deflections bounce, you know, out rather than in, if they're going out for throw-ins and corners rather than getting back on the goal, yeah, they stand a great chance. Like they only need to score one, and I hope it comes off. Like it will be good for Hong Kong football if it does. Jonathan White, thanks very much for joining us. I'm sure it's going to be a great game on Wednesday night. I look forward to it. And listeners, you can follow Johnny on Twitter. It is at JMA White, W H I T E, at JMA White. Okay, before I leave you, listeners, we also have some FA Cup games coming up this weekend. They are the quarterfinals in Hong Kong's most prestigious cup competition. 2.30 on Saturday, it will all begin with Southern versus Yun Long. This is at the Tung Kwan Sports Ground, everyone's favourite stadium to get to. This could be a very competitive match. Two district teams whose season started badly, but who have looked good over the past Five matches or so, Southern's Marcos de la Spada and Yun Long's Everton Camargo, both in great goal-scoring form. I think there will be goals in this game, maybe four or five, but who will win? I'm going to say... It's not as much fun when you're doing predictions on your own. <laughs> I'm going to say Yun Long. Okay, later on, 5.30 on Saturday, Taipo will play Rangers at the Mongkok Stadium. <laughs> this is a good team versus a bad team. Typo will win. That's all I've got to say on the matter. 2.30, Sunday, Kichi versus Lee Man. Another good team against a team 
whose season could have gone a little bit better. Chunquano Sports Ground again for this one. Kichi aren't nailed on to win the league. And they'll probably be in the Sapling Cup final too. They could still win a treble of sorts this season. Not the treble like last season because they didn't win the Senior Shield. But hey, it's three trophies and the Sapling Cup still counts. I can see them winning this one. But luckily for Lee Mann, Matt Lamb, who of course is on loan from Kitchy, never played in the FA Cup for his parent club this season. So we'll be able to face them in this match. They should be at full strength. But like I say, Kitchy will almost certainly win. Probably the most competitive looking game of the weekend, Eastern versus Pegasus at the Moncock Stadium. 5.30 kickoff. If I were you, that would be the game that I would be looking to go to this weekend. It should be a nice one, especially if the weather stays as nice as it has been. If Easton can turn up with a little bit more gusto than they did against Taipo at the weekend, then I think they could really give Pegasus uh, a good go. I'd love to see a competitive match, and, and I think we will, but Pegasus are surely still the favourites. But that's it for this week, listeners. A slightly shorter Hong Kong football podcast than usual. I'm sorry it was just me. Toby will be back next week, so we'll be back at full strength and we'll go over everything that happens in this big one on Wednesday against Tianjin and we'll take a good look at where the FA Cup situation stands once we know who's going to be in the semi-finals for this tournament. Hopefully, by that time, Kichi will have four points, maybe even six, in the AFC Champions League. Let's see. Until then, have a good week. Hope your team wins. Bye-bye. We like Hong Kong. That's a place for you.